Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast, almost here, around the corner technology. And today I have two members of the Y-Fund team, or WeFund team. Uh, we're going to be talking about decentralized crowdfunding on the Ethereum blockchain. So I'm talking with Russell Verbatine and Henry Chen. How are you guys doing? Uh, good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for doing this, and I appreciate it. Um, so first question, you know, the best thing is, uh, what's, what's the quick elevator pitch on um, WeFund or YFund? What do you guys do? Uh, maybe we can go through a quick intro of uh, the two of us first before we talk about WeFund. Is that okay, Rich? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So my name is Henry Chan, and I'm uh, the product manager for WeFund and Boardroom, uh, which are two of the spokes underneath the consensus umbrella. Uh, and today we'll be talking about WeFund, um, but Prior to joining Consensus, I founded the Boy Canada's blockchain practice and, and led their technology team. Um, yeah, and so I've, I've worked with uh, with Henry. I'm uh, the, the strategy and project lead uh, for uh, Wayfund. Um, uh, before joining Consensus, uh, I was the CTO uh, and founder of two startups. Um, uh, that were successful. Um, after um, selling those companies, I, I went and studied uh, um, technology diffusion, um, and it was kind of at that point that I joined uh, Ethereum, right when it was getting going, um, right. and uh, was with that project in the early days, and then um, joined Consensus uh, in about two years ago. Um, yeah, so we're here in Toronto. Uh, we have a we have where we we build out the the Wayfund product, and including uh, in addition to uh, the boardroom product, which is uh, uh, intimately related. We could talk about that uh, today, maybe a little bit. But we'll share Wayfund. Um, and just so um, your listeners know, we we do uh, also do um, uh, consulting and app development work here in the Canadian market. Well, very good. Um, first question, the name Wayfund sounds Asian, looks Asian. What does it mean? Where did the name come from? So, so that we had to ask uh, Nick, but uh, mm. the the term Wayfund, if I were to guess, it's way is the, the smallest unit of uh, ether, uh, and fund is... Because we are looking, the primary purpose of Wayfund is to do crowdfunding. Um, funding is, is part of our DNA. So maybe, Richard, I can talk a little bit about uh, Wayfund to your first question. Yeah, go ahead. What is uh, Wayfund? So, What's the purpose of it? What do you guys do? So Wayfund is the crowdfunding spoke of consensus, and it's built completely on Ethereum for the blockchain economy of the future. Um, We help companies, teams, and our clients issue crypto assets on Ethereum. So our clients can come to us and launch a new campaign to raise funds, and they can do this by selling any form of assets of their company. So that includes equity or or bonds or even um, app tokens. 
so we help okay. our we help our clients set up and, and customize these campaigns and the customization can vary so a very basic level of customization could be uh, changing the funding cap changing the schedule and then a more sophisticated kind of customization would be uh, changing how the campaign is launched so an example would be a reverse duck auction uh, or even customizing the token themselves uh, to add a bit more complexity to it and once uh, once that's customized we launch the campaign and if the campaign meets its goals uh, and it succeeds the funds would be sent to the issuer uh, and the crypto assets would be sent to the investors uh, and if it fails all the funds inside the contract will be refunded to the investors. Okay, so it sounds a lot like Kickstarter, but for um, blockchain-based or digital asset type uh, uh, applications. So I think, uh, you know, Kickstarter um, was definitely a, a huge success, and, and there are obviously so many benefits to, um, uh, you know, the general category of crowd sales and crowdfunding. Um, and what we're about to what we're about to encounter is how much more powerful um, that um, becomes when a technology like Ethereum um, becomes more adopted on the mainstream. Because you're now not only crowdfunding an idea, um, you know, through the delivery of product, you're also able to um, um, sell other types of tokens, um, and that opens up a, a a huge number of, of new possibilities that um, weren't uh, really uh, available on um, um, before uh, the blockchain. Well, give me an example of a few of your favorite use cases, you know, if, if you're able to, or if not, potential ones. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, providing, you know, trusted token launch infrastructure that exists on the Ethereum blockchain um, and, and it's really about um, complying with different emerging industry standards that are going to enable, enable like pre and post campaign interoperation. So, um, you know, so to answer your question, like what are, what are some of those uh, new scenarios that arise out of being able to interoperate pre and post crowdfunding campaign? Um, so, you know, for instance, um, you know, one of those um, might be the integration of our music industry platform, uh, Ujo and Wayfund, where, um, you know, artists could um, crowd sale an event and the tokens that people receive are instantly um, available and usable on the, on a, on the ticketing app that, um, is, uh, you know, there are a number of, of examples of that being built on, uh, on Ethereum today. Um, another one that, um, uh, well, before you go on, one second, sure. so um, a, a group could um, crowdfund a concert mm -hmm. and the tokens they would get would act maybe as their entry ticket to the concert, exactly. maybe would give them a free t-shirt or something, you know, that kind of thing. And, I guess people could fund it to different levels if they wanted to get a VIP pass. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, but and, and the thing is, it's not it's not so much that you couldn't have crowdfunded a concert before. It's the fact that um, as a crowdfunding um, infrastructure development play, we're able to tap into out of the box all of this 
uh, functionality that's being built on the Ethereum ecosystem and an interoperating. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, uh, Ethereum uh, has this native interoperability of services. So uh, as more and more services come online, many of those begin to make other services uh, more valuable. And you can see this in some of these examples that we're talking about. You can imagine um, uh, uh, something like um, uh, uh, accounting infrastructure that a few teams are working on, one of the notable ones being Balance 3 uh, in the Ethereum ecosystem where you can start doing uh, cap table management. So you can imagine doing um, an exempt market dealing on Wayfund where you uh, you sell um, your over-the-counter um, equity, um, and now all of a sudden that uh, equity is going to be able to be tracked. Dividends are going to be able to be paid on an existing and an interoperable service that does that type of um, that type of asset management. And you know the benefit to to users um, in in this context is naturally that uh, to date it's been very difficult to have any sort of insight into the, the type of um, uh, balance books that these uh, that these uh, you know so-called pink sheet companies uh, are operating under. And so um, again, through interoperation, we see how Wayfund um, can be tailored to operate in many different markets. Um, so we're um, right. So when you when you talk about um, you know investing in a company and tracking dividends, et cetera, and all that, would the accounting for the company be on the blockchain? itself so it was all transparent or um, you know how does the uh, I'm sure the paying of dividends would be more transparent using the blockchain and smart contracts but any other layers that you'd add in would you do the accounting you know what else how far would it go it's, so in in our vision where uh, the future uh, financial economy is built on the blockchain you would really only have two or three players left. You would have the issuer, the investor, and a and a an exchange that sits between the two of them. Um, and the exchange could even possibly go away with decentralized exchanges that are, are cropping up. But let, let's let's uh, for the sake of argument, let's say we have these three players in the blockchain economy. If you contrast that to today's uh, financial system, where you have a an exchange, you have custodian banks, you have transfer agents, all those parties that uh, have functions uh, where they could be completely removed by block the Ethereum's blockchain right out of the box. Like for example, uh, tracking and account management, all those come out of the box with Ethereum. Um, so the the simplicity of, of Ethereum blockchain uh, is to not only provide the transparency, um, but also the immutability, the and the frictionless liquidity that it provides by allowing, uh, as an end user, being able to transact with my neighbor just across the street. All right, so by removing some or all of the middlemen, what is your guess or estimate on how much more efficient or cheaper or faster this would make? Uh, and I know it depends on the project, but you know, have you seen any examples of this working yet? Is it too early? And what are your estimates on the savings? 
So I think, uh, I, I mean, savings is one of the big categories within which people kind of frame the opportunity around blockchain. Uh, I mean, I think, um, you know, in, in many ways, WaveFund um, can deliver your classic crowdfunding um, applications at a, at a fraction of the cost of, of, of Kickstarter. But, um, you know, there are um, new business models that are going to emerge from this technology, just like um, the Web 2.0, um, you know, paradigm brought in new, new, new business models. Uh, so will this. And, uh, you know, for instance, um, with, with, with Wayfund, um, uh, a, a lot of the uh, equity sales require um, knowledge and execution on the legal front for which we're generating um, specific expertise for which clients um, often want to pay for when they are um, executing a campaign. And we can do that more efficiently uh, because we, we, we do that quite a bit. And ultimately, another thing that we're starting to see um, um, interesting because in addition to uh, not only being able to sell and, um, uh, tokens of various types and be in regulatory compliance um, in various jurisdictions already, um, we, um, we are, we're also actually often um, um, coming into contact with uh, projects that are uh, interested in um, building on the Ethereum blockchain. And it's always been our vision to be crowdfunding um, for and on the Ethereum blockchain. And what's interesting to see is by selling um, often equity or income-based loan contracts to um, contributors in a crowdfunding campaign, um, those contributors are um, partnering up with uh, a, a project that is then going to um, pay those funds um, back into um, various groups, including um, consensus to build out the DAP idea. So um, okay. it's an exciting time for um, for the Ethereum blockchain and for, uh, you know, uh, crowdfunding business models. Um, this may be a really stupid question, but only Ethereum blockchain? Are you considering anchoring into, you know, Bitcoin or other blockchains? And if not, why? Are... Um, we fundamentally believe that Ethereum's blockchain is the most mature uh, stack out there right now. It allows us the most flexibility and the most features and the most developers building around it. Um, but with that said, we, we have other services like uh, BTC Relay and another Zcat Relay that is being built. Um, with these glues that are emerging, um, well, BTC really exists today, but with Zcash really uh, that's cropping up, with these services, we can start seeing uh, assets on the other blockchains being issued uh, through Wayfund, uh, but being able to be used in uh, across platforms. Okay, very good. What, um, what other initiatives you wanted to talk about? This one sounds, you know, excellent. Um, well, last question about it before we move on. At what stage are you guys at with it? Um, are there projects that are in the middle of getting funded or have been funded, or is this not at the point yet where um, any projects have started? Uh, so you're talking about Wayfund itself, right? Wayfund, yes, Wayfund, yeah. Before we right, leave so Wayfund and move on. Yep. 
so we are uh, at our alpha stage right now. We just launched our bug bounty program to harden our stack, uh, and we're doing a limited launch with uh, a handful of clients right now before opening up to the public. Uh, in, in terms okay. of funding, being one of the consensus spokes, we are privately funded through the consensus hub. Uh, and we would probably be looking for funding uh, in, a, in a couple of months to, to exponentially uh, increase the size of the team uh, once we have a, a solid product that's, uh, that's well oiled. Okay, very good. Do you think in 2017 um, it's going to happen and you'll move forward or what's the timeline? On timeline for our clients, we're actually launching with our first client, who is a, a movie producer, launching uh, a security product for them to fund their movie, and that's actually going live in a couple, in uh, two or three weeks. So watch out. Oh, for great! That. Yeah. Uh, great, we can see a lot of. Yeah, it'll it'll be live. Um, uh, currently, there there's some regulatory issues around uh, having that in certain jurisdictions, but um, um, so the U.S. primarily, um, Americans won't be able to participate until um, those regulatory hurdles are are are, are crossed off. Um, you know, staying in compliance with the law is uh, is a top priority of ours. So. Um, yeah, the brave, uh, the, uh, the 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 brave new world of uh, of crowdfunding is uh, is inching forward, and we've got our first campaign going live in February. Great. Okay. And then, in addition to Wavefund, you mentioned another initiative that you wanted to talk about. Um, what's the name of it? And, and let's talk about that. Um, so, um, Boardroom is um, a general uh, governance platform. Um, we're we're happy to to talk about it. Um, yeah, so we can be uh, brief, but uh, let, yeah, let's go into it for five minutes even. Okay, sure. Um, so uh, you know, uh, on some on some layer, um, uh, governance is at the heart of um, of the blockchain. Um, uh, you know, the blockchain um, is a protocol, and a protocol is. Uh, fundamentally just a governance mechanism. Um, and when you bring uh, the idea of governance up a layer in the stack into the application layer, um, you start to ask yourself, um, okay, well, what needs to be governed? Um, and it's a very wide umbrella. But generally speaking, um, even though there are tons of different scenarios, find yourself um, talking about a combination of, of sort of three general um, uh, uh, use cases, which is, you know, uh, management of funds, um, okay. uh, multi-party decision-making, and um, uh, and then administration of, of shared smart contract systems. So, um, so uh, you know, Boardroom is uh, a very flexible and extensible framework, and on top of that, we are exploring a number of, uh, of initial kind of high priority governance scenarios that we want to build applications um, on top of the framework. Um, uh, so, um, um, can we pick um, can we pick one governance scenario that you think is just really cool or very innovative? Why don't we Why don't we pick two? Um, so one would be um, kind of um, uh, what you what what might have been called 
pro like um, you know uh, collaborative project management um, at another time, but is now often referred to perhaps as like DAO-like infrastructure. Um, and boardroom uh, can certainly be um, the place that Wayfund campaigns get paid into. And we think this is a really interesting path forward, and it's why Wayfund and Boardroom are so intimately related, because once those funds are raised and they go into a collaborative project management dashboard, um, you might be able to start seeing some, some really interesting um, dynamics emerge, and, and we want to support the ability for people to raise funds and then use a community to deliver them. Um, so, you know, you could think like Upworks meets Kickstarter on Ethereum, um, uh, other than that, you know, the, the governance of shared smart contract systems or what I call shared administration, you know, there's a lot of scenarios, especially in the enterprise space right now, where you're talking about um, institutions coming together and building operational systems on which they will transact together uh, that um, no one has necessarily um, administrative control over it. So you have to answer questions like, you know, once you've uh, built and maybe joint owned a smart contract system, what do you do when you need to make upgrades or changes? And having um, uh, a tool that can facilitate that is, is something that um, that boardroom is, um, is is designed to to enable. There's actually um, uh, an, an enterprise uh, alliance uh, forming around uh, Ethereum right now um, that hasn't been fully announced yet, but it's. Um, it's going to define standards by which that that'll be uh, enabled and then boardroom and other governance tools that adhere to that standard will be able to jointly administer those, those systems together. So it's a, it's, it's a super interesting space. Um, and it's one that's kind of like tied into the, the heart of the blockchain itself, uh, governance and then boardroom is the framework that, uh, that we're building to address some of those, uh, scenarios. Okay. Very good. Um, you know, I guess we're getting close to uh, close to the end. Any third project that you want to talk about in brief that uh, you know you'd like to showcase for listeners? Uh, I I'll touch briefly on um, not one project in particular, but the uh, projects that that makes what Wayfund it is today. Okay. Um, on the back end, we. Uh, we leverage heavily um, the Infura uh, uh, blockchain services where they handle our entire back end and on the front end where we're focusing a lot on the user experience to bring this uh, this technology that's widely uh, considered uh, very technological, very hard to use um, to average everyday users um, I would interact with Kickstarter on a daily basis, for example, and and to that end, we use MetaMask uh, as our account management tool um, to to do the whole funding flow, um, and then we're also using Balance Three, uh, which is a triple entry uh, uh, um, accounting blockchain solution to do our cap table management uh, and to do our dividend management. What's the name again of the uh, the triple entry accounting software or uh, it, system? It's it's called Balance Three uh, instead Balance of Balance Three. The three. Okay. Very good. Very interesting. Um, any other uh, questions about Wayfund or the you know the, all the 
the apps it's interacting with, uh, the whole system that we haven't covered that you want to bring to light? Um, any aspects that we haven't covered? Um, nothing's coming to mind. I mean, I'm sure there are some details that uh, we could um, we could speak about, but I think we got a good uh, a good overall picture of uh, of uh, where we're at, uh, what we're building, and how. Um, in addition to the the regulatory legal sort of uh, frameworks that we're building in. Mm -hmm. Um, um, as well as a public-facing portal for, uh, you know, non-regulatory non uh, um, uh, scenarios uh, um, uh, and uh, kind of, uh, um, you know, we're, we're, we're close to going live. So that's the, okay. the main message, I guess. Yeah, I just have two, two last questions. Um, I, and no one wants any, but what happens if there's another fork of the Ethereum code you know, how you're going to protect, protect against that or it's not going to be a problem. And what happens with continued speculation on the Ethereum token? You know, if it goes up, right now it's at approximately 11 What if it goes up to $20, $30, $40? Will that affect your initiatives? And if so, how? Um, if Ether keeps going up, I think that's just generally good for everyone working in the space. Um, I think, uh, you know, hard forks are going to happen on Ethereum. There is a roadmap towards scalability that um, is, uh, you know, very clearly um, involves the, the hard forking of, uh, of the code base. Um, I think uh, we're now in a, in a much more um, developed blockchain from where we were a year ago where, um, you know, uh, something like uh, the DAO-inspired fork happens uh, application layer forks are generally a bad idea. It was at that time a uh, systemic risk to the, the chain and, and ultimately the, um, the, the, the decision by the community of various actors was made to, uh, to fork it. In that, it, it, that scenario is very unlikely to happen again and ultimately um, uh, token issuers um, will um, Will uh, uh, um, will have their um, their, their their tokens um, uh, valid on a particular chain, um, and uh, that uh, that right now is the is the Ethereum uh, is the Ethereum uh, chain. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Henry, uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, I don't have any more questions for you. And you know, again, thanks for doing the interview. So we covered a lot of ground. It was interesting. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time, Rich. And if I could leave you with one message is to come check us out. We're uh, Alpha Developer Live on, uh, on our website, and you can play around with uh, the bug bounty right now. Very good. Okay. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.